From local to global, we bring you the best conversations with your favorite athletes and Olympians. This is the Olympics.com podcast. You have entered the round ball realm. Today on the Olympics.com podcast, we're excited to talk hoops. Tom Kirkland and our entire podcast team with you. You know, on the heels of the wildly entertaining Women's World Cup football tournament, here comes the quadrennial Men's World Cup, a global world basketball party. Yeah, 32 teams from around the world heading to Japan, the Philippines, and Indonesia for round-robin group play. Eight groups of four teams per group. The top two teams after the preliminary stage advance to the 16-team knockout rounds. You win four times, and guess what? You're the world champion. Seven of these 32 teams will earn a spot in the Paris 2024 Olympic Basketball Tournament. Lot to play for at the World Cup. Now, four years ago, Spain had that feeling. They rolled through unbeaten 7-0, whipping Argentina in the gold medal final. I mean, it has been a just a, another exhibition of Spanish basketball. They do things the right way there. But once again, man, Spain, world champions. Vamos España. Olympics.com podcast. But the Spanish national team, nicknamed La Familia for a togetherness that spanned many years, they'll be challenged at the World Cup this time around. The Olympics.com podcast welcomes head coach Sergio Scariolo. Honored and excited to have a few minutes with you as you head down the path trying to repeat. Thank you. You're welcome. How are you? Uh, we are well. I, I, we just had a chance to uh, listen in to the end of your win over Argentina four years ago. Uh, there was quite a coach's celebration in the middle there. Do you remember that? I, I know you're on to other things, but those celebrations are so rare and yet so special. Well, uh, as you said, I'm more of a guy who's looking uh, forward rather than backward. But uh, uh, yes, I do. I mean, we had uh, a great final game. Uh, we played really well. We, the game was, I would say, uh, with a with a with a bigger, for sure, bigger advantage than we expected. Um, but you know we deserve to win. We had a great, a great tournament overall, and um, and Argentina uh, had as well because they they had a really really good tournament. Basically, both teams overachieved, making it to the finals. And then uh, you know the the it was our our time to win it, and uh, the celebration there in Beijing was nice, especially with families at the end after after the game at the hotel. And then in Madrid, for sure, in the streets with the with the parade, and yeah, it was great world championship. You don't win a world championship every every four years, right? So not even <laughs> not even talk about yeah. every year. So it was good. Yeah, no, I remember that. That was special. Um, we've talked about this uh, over the years, but uh, specifically, what what does La Familia mean to you, uh, and how do you apply it? To your coaching and running the program. Well, we have been we have been around a lot, and when you are, are spending so much time with uh, other people, and you go through so many different uh, emotional moments, uh, most of them were good, but we are we we had to also go 
through uh, slumps and tough moments, especially during the tournament. Most of the time, the end was 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 brilliant, but uh, was never so easy. And uh, and then you know mostly uh, injuries and uh, personal issues. Uh, so when, as I was saying, when you stay, uh, spend so much time with, with the same people and then, and then even if, uh, new, new people come in, they become a part of this and you feel like you are in a family and you feel, uh, you know, different situation, different, um, uh, you know, moment of a personal life of, of the people who you have around like your own. And that's that's why probably from the well since fifteen years we have been called a familia. That, that's a that's a great mantra for any team. Um, I know recently uh, Ricky Rubio had to make a tough decision, and uh, I saw your tweet over that weekend, and you you talked about his courage and and how you admired him, and I'm wondering if you could just take a step back and uh, tell us, you know how that affects you and, and going forward, everybody hopes the best for Ricky. Well, you have to respect what Ricky feels. Actually, we feel a little bad because we didn't really um, realize and understand how uh, much Ricky was struggling with his, with his comeback after his injury. I mean, physically it was good. Uh, of course, he was quite oxidated and with uh, with uh, dust to 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 shake off right. of his body after after so so many months uh, without playing. And uh, but we were patient. We were absolutely happy to wait for him. We we know how important Ricky 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 is a game changer and he's a team changer. So we were absolutely ready and and happy to wait for him. Unfortunately, he felt like a uh, little overwhelmed from from you know uh, several personal and, and, and basketball situation which he had to carry <clears throat> over his shoulder during during the last few few years, and he felt like he was uh, really even farther uh, away from from uh, the level he would like himself to see. Uh, then we actually were were seeing him, and we were saying, "Okay, take your time." The um, rush it was absolutely logical and expectable that uh, you were you were going to to need some time to get back at your level. So I was saying that when when at the end of the day, when somebody in your family makes a decision, and the decision he made, you can't spend time and energies and and. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, putting pressure or making him change his decision. But you got to support him. You got to stay with the decision and, and, and make sure that he feels that, uh, that you are next to him if he, if he needs you. For sure. So now I believe Lorenzo Brown is out and, and Ricky out. How, how does that affect the team? I mean, it does give other younger players, hey, it's your time, step up, right? <laughs> right, that's it. That's it. I mean, our, our plan... Uh, to to insert new players into the into the national team is proceeding. Uh, we put a few a few new ones in the last uh, basic couple of years, and we have a we have a, a clear path in front of us to 
to to you know uh, involve uh, a few more. We had a brilliant future uh, for kids uh, born, as I would say, from two thousand four to two thousand six. We had three great generations, but they are still right. extremely young, and they haven't gone through professional experience basically yet, with with little exceptions. So. Um, Probably we need to to accelerate a little bit and uh, hope that uh, the whole team will support and will will try to to you know hold their back while they are making their their basically first step at the top international uh, basketball level. So as you look at this, I know you're only worried about, you know, your first games and your group, but as you look at the overall grouping of teams, who who are who are the favorites? I'm sure US, Spain, France, but it seems like the world is catching up maybe from 10 up to 3 or 4. Definitely, there are many teams who can. And then, you know, the the bracket is is it is, is what it is. Sometimes you you feel like a yep. side of the bracket is stronger some other time uh, the other side, I mean it, we for sure we will have a, a, a let's say uh, acceptable uh, first group. For sure, Brazil is a very tough opponent. Uh, we we foresee to to you know to join join the second phase where we'll uh, probably going going to to play against uh, France, Canada. And uh, Latvia and uh, okay, France and Canada are way above us in the predictions. And Latvia, in my opinion, can be really the the underdog who can who can really uh, upset and 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 um, uh, and overachieve. So uh, we know that the second phase, the second group, is is extremely extremely challenging on the paper. Even, even uh, I would say impossible because nothing is impossible in sport, but extremely, extremely difficult. But as you said, one step at a time. We have a tournament right now. We have another tournament, plenty of tournament to to keep improving, to keep growing, and then you know fly there and, and uh, face the first opponent, and then think about the second. The U.S. comes in very inexperienced. Steve Kerr, they have talent. We know about that. Not a lot of international experience. And France has it all. They are tested. Their trajectory seems to be going up. France could be the team to beat. I mean, there are several teams that could be the team to beat. But if you look at what they've done in recent years. Yeah, it's true. I mean, France probably, I would say most of the time, but well, it's, it's correct to say most of the time as, uh, one of the top uh, two or three teams, talent-wise, and sometimes they they made it to the top three, some some other time not. Uh, but definitely, uh, physically, athletically, uh, skill-wise, they are a super top team. And US is a very 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 talented team. Of course, they 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 will need some time to get together and uh, to understand roles and to get a little bit of a of uh, um, you know, notch of the of the European how, how Europe. I mean, not European, uh, international basketball work, but I think they will right. they will make it. And the level of their talent is so high that and they have a great coach, great coaching staff. For sure, they will figure it out. 
Okay. Well, best of luck. Safe travels. Uh, we will be watching, certainly, um, and uh, good luck with, with all of the things, all the challenges you have. And, again, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this Olympics.com podcast, Coach. No problem. Thank you, Tom. Take care. Bye. Okay. Be well. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. It's always great talking with Coach Scariola, and he's really a next-level coach right there with Greg Popovich and the rest when you consider the international scope of basketball and what he's done. Scariola is the only, only coach in history to win an NBA title, did that with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, an assistant, but still. A World Cup championship, the European championship, and lead a team to an Olympic silver medal. And he's not done by a long shot. Think about all that for a minute. So Scariolo's Spaniards will have far less experience and talent with the retirement of the Gasol brothers, an injury to explosive scorer Lorenzo Brown, the all-star five-point guard from the FIBA Eurobasket 2022, and World Cup MVP Ricky Rubio, as you heard, of course, and got the comments from Coach Scariola. He's just departed the Spanish national team for mental health reasons. So one of the pre-World Cup favorites is down, but France's veteran guard Nando de Colo says the Spaniards are certainly not out. I think we learn from the other teams, especially Spain. Uh, we can see uh, if you, uh, you like and you understand basketball, if there is one team you can, you can follow and try to learn from them, is Spain. Uh, we can see the last... Uh, the last two summer, they, they, they were world champion and European champion. And every time we think then they're going to be not as good as they were in the past, they're still there. Uh, why? Because they, they built a team uh, who is really happy to, to, to play together and to play for the team. So this is what we have to understand first. And, and with our quality, we can uh, be even better. Uh, but all the, uh, all the loss we got, uh, we try to, uh, to build from that and, and just keep, keep working every summer. Frank Antilakina is a blossoming talent, giving the French explosive depth. This is the World Cup. It's a, a big opportunity for us, uh, for everybody on the international scene. Uh, but especially uh, with the last World Cup uh, and how things went, um, it is really a big moment for us and, uh, of course, preparing uh, what's coming next. But most importantly, just because of the World Cup, it is really important. Le Bleu behind longtime head coach Vincent Collet has grown into an international basketball beast, rising from some thin times after their surprise Eurobasket championship in 2024. But France has gone bronze, silver, silver in the last three major international events. The 2019 World Cup, Tokyo 2020 Olympics, and Eurobasket 2022. And that quarterfinal upset of the mighty USA four years ago at the World Cup in Beijing, snapping America's gaudy 58-game FIBA and Olympic Games winning streak, got the ball rolling for France and reinforced that the Frenchmen are now a force. Two-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year Rudy Gobert feels that upset got everybody's attention. In the mind of the kids, in the mind of the younger players, you know, and in the mind of this French people and even French media, uh, they always um, 
it always felt like it was impossible and kind of always bothered me a little bit that uh, we thought that it was impossible to beat the team just because they have more talent than we do. Uh, I thought that we had enough talent to beat them and, um, and I thought that obviously we had to play a really good game but if we did that we, we were going to beat them and uh, when it happened for the first time it was, it was a great feeling you know and I thought it, I thought it was really bigger than just us, I thought it was. Uh, now the younger generations they, they play uh, under 17, under 19 and they don't, they don't, they don't fear them anymore you know they, they fear them, they respect them but they don't have the, um, yeah, the, 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 in their mind they don't think oh it's impossible to, to beat them. You know, they just go and give their best and go into the game trying to win. Here's Captain Nico Batum. I think now that was like our biggest, the biggest impact like was the post Boris Diaw, Tony Parker era, you know, when those guys retired and the new generation led by Nando and me with the oldest guy, the Kolo. And then we have the emergence of Rudy and Evan Fournier as well. I think we could show that to the world like, yeah, the team was great with Tony and Boris, but we still can be good as well and by beating the usa team by getting the medal at the world cup if i keep getting medal as well keep going like we that proved to the young generation the coming too we picked on banyama we're <laughs> gonna lead that generation for sure like we started something with the old generation now we got my generation and then the next one is coming like we try to put friends on top they want to stay there Want to stay there, and I think that shows like to the next generation, the future of French basketball. Like when you wear that jersey, it's about winning. And Frank and Telekina also understands it was good for the world to see the USA Goliath taken down. It was a huge moment, um, personally, and for the team too, uh, just to beat the United the United States. Um, it's a team that uh, was dominating on the international level. Uh, for so many years just to get a win uh, in official competition is just a uh, big time for any other country. So for us to have done it in the World Cup and also to repeat it in the, in the Olympics, uh, it was big and it's also like just a good moment f to um, make international basketball uh, grow and get where it belongs. I feel like there's rivalry between uh, all the countries, um, but of course it builds up something. You know, uh, you hear players talking about uh, those games. You hear also us talking about those games. Everybody's talking about them. Everybody's focusing on them, obviously because of what they did. But uh, you know, at this level of competition, you have to respect every opponent. Then we all remember France making it two straight wins over Team USA. Remember the opening game of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics in group play. Holiday for three, and it will not go, and the 25-game win streak in the United States of America is over. Les Bleus, France with a huge win, 83-76. to 76. Uh, Beating Team USA is always uh, something special. Uh, they're always the team to beat in any competition. And, you know, hopefully he had some impact on, you know, the, the youth uh, in, in, in France. Uh, you know, we just saw the under 20, uh, 19th uh, national team beat Team USA in the semifinals. So, you know, we're, we're just trying to give, um, you know, the young generation uh, 
like an example to follow. So can the world call France-USA a real rivalry now? Well, Evan Fournier says not so fast. No. No, it's not a rivalry yet. Um, it's, too, it's too early for that. You know, we, uh, we beat them twice. Uh, they beat us uh, at the, the last Olympics, you know, the final uh, for the gold medal. So that hurt. But um, they don't really have a rival. I don't think so. You know, it, it needs more games. It needs more losses uh, for them to really call it a rivalry. Captain Nico Batum thinks the USA is still king of the basketball court, but not unbeatable. Toughest thing to do in basketball is to beat this team at the Olympics. You can't beat them like NBA is different, like EuroLeague, whatever, World Cup. To beat them in the finals at the Olympics it may be the toughest thing to do in basketball ever. And if you do it, you're truly a special team. Le Bleu almost had the red, white, and blue in the Tokyo finals, but la creme de la creme was crowned. And that's the way it's going to end with the United States hanging on. France giving them everything they had. An 87-82 final. And a third gold medal for Kevin Durant. They faced adversity in this Olympics for really the first time since back when Argentina won the Olympic Games. And, and the United States gels. Tough one for Rudy Gobert, but he did everything he could. Fournier had a good game. Still an amazing moment for French basketball, what they've done in the gold medal game. Also leading up to they're the only team that beat the United States in this Olympic Games. So a silver for France, another gold for Kevin Durant and the United States. Once again, Captain Batum on that heartbreaking loss. I, I say that right after the, the Olympic finals when we lost against the US. Like I remember in 2005 when France finished fifth at the World Cup, that was a great, great accomplishment. And 15 years after, we lost by five as a close game against the USA team and we pissed. <laughs> so that showed that like where we come from, we end up like being mad at losing against Team USA at the Olympics in the finals with a, with a silver medal. So that shows like we have big expectation. We came from far, but this is where we are right now. And that's good. Got to be honest, I, I'm no expert, but I know basketball a little bit and I'm thinking this veteran French squad is the World Cup favorite. Their improving trajectory puts them on the podium, very possibly the top spot, the gold medal position. Once again, the quietly confident Rudy Gobert. I mean, it's a process. You know, we're really grateful for the guys that came before us and were able to build, you know, from, uh, not from scratch, but, you know, take this team from, a, I would say, a team that... Uh, we like struggle to, to make it to the to the tournaments, and, and now we uh, we're able to grow thanks to I mean the the, the French uh, talent, the French formation, um, grow into uh, a team that is able to compete at the highest level every year. You know, so it's uh, yeah, thanks to the work of every single person. You know, in in, in this uh, this whole French basketball uh, and. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting, you know, uh, for me as a competitor, uh, it's exciting to, to go into every year thinking that, um, you know, we're trying to, yeah, to accomplish something big. 
Yeah, you know, I couldn't let Gobert go without asking him the obvious. Less than a year to Paris 2024, the Olympic tournament on French soil. I mean, it's, um, it's an amazing opportunity uh, for us, for French basketball, for France, for the younger generations. Uh, it's something that only happens once in a lifetime, you know, and having the Olympics in your home country, uh, in front of your fans, your family, is um, yeah, it's pretty, can be pretty special. But um, we know that you know the the, the key is going to be uh, our preparation and um, and yeah, our approach to towards the game. Veteran guard Nando De Colo thinks their Olympics prep starts right now. Uh, I think in uh, all sport maybe, but especially in basketball, you can just uh, switch off and on and and just say from one day to another, I'm going to be ready. No, uh, I think uh, uh, to, to be good at the Olympics, even if we have a year be, between the, the World Cup and the Olympics, uh, everything starts now. Captain Batum agrees. The Olympics start for us today. So, you know, it's not just a World Cup, it's really like a big preparation for us for next year as well. Still, we just got to show like the world, like we, we're still a team and it can, it can, it can also, yeah, it's going to be tough for sure, but uh, we know we we know we're a good team, so we just go do everything to make France proud for sure. People still talk about Team USA, but yeah, Spain they're always there. Yeah, Australia always there. Yeah, like Greece coming up, Serbia coming up, Slovenia. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like so many teams. Canada, like Canada got a great roster as well. So Germany did a good job last year at the Euro. Yeah, like so many teams you can expect do the big thing. So I think I've been playing in FIBA for like 15 years now. I've seen high level team, but I've never seen that much good teams in one spot. So that's big. The veteran Fournier will keep his team in line and focused on game one of the World Cup. So we're, we're not thinking about Paris, to be honest. We're just trying to, like I said, focus on day to day. We have a very hard uh, first game. Uh, against Canada to start the competition, and that's going to be our focus. That's it. And again, Frank didn't kill Akina. Me, the whole group, uh, it's going to be a short preparation, so we focused on just getting as much as we can get out of every day of practices, of get together, and uh, to be ready for the World Cup. Nando De Colo knows France's Group F consists of Lebanon, Latvia, and their opener is Canada. Uh, when you start to think about the other, the opponent, uh, is never easy to, to, to perform. So uh, at the end, uh, we're going to play our first game against Canada. We're going to maybe cross with Spain. You know, they, they are a tough team, and we need to be focused on that before to think about uh, United States. Okay, so Team USA, yeah, let's, let's kick that around a little. They come to the World Cup with a young, talented, but inexperienced team as far as, you know, international competition goes. No LeBron, no KD, no Booker, no superstars, but still very dangerous. Coach Steve Kerr, you, you know that guy. He coaches Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. Well, he already has his guys' attention. Back-to-back losses in 10-minute games to a USA Select team made up of younger NBA players in Las Vegas sent the immediate message. This is going to be a rough trip for the Americans. Even though they roll in ranked number one in the world by FIBA, Spain 
ranked second. France ranked third coming in, but I like Le Bleu to win it all. Other teams? Well, you've heard the French players rave about the overall world balance, and they are not wrong. Up and down, there are so many talented teams capable of a surprise in group play. I just think, again, the best of the best will rise come the knockout stage, and it will be a furious battle to see who gets on the podium. You have that balance consisting of, you know, Australia, Canada, Serbia, even without NBA champ and two-time NBA MVP Nikola Jokic. Slovenia, led by all-world Luka Doncic, who doesn't want to see him play deep into the World Cup tournament. He seems ready to pounce. First time he's entering as Team Slovenia's captain. And then there's Germany, off their bronze medal at last year's European Championships. Got to keep an eye on them. There are no groups where three of the four teams appear to be powerhouses. There may, and as I mentioned, likely will be upsets, but the real rock and rollin' will come in the round of 16, beginning of the knockout stages. If you're looking for long shots and feel-good stories, there are many, but how about South Sudan? Talent up and down their lineup, playing in its first World Cup just 12 years, get this, just 12 years after fighting for and forming their independent nation. The Bright Stars will try to battle out of Group B. Won't be easy at all, needing to finish in the top two among Serbia, China, and Puerto Rico to qualify for the knockout rounds. Still, South Sudan will be one of the feel-good stories to cheer for, led by 15-year NBA veteran, two-time NBA All-Star, Luol Deng. You remember that guy? Starred for Mike Krzyzewski at Duke as well. Now, Luol Deng is the president of the South Sudan Basketball Federation. We play hard. Um, we really play hard. We believe in each other. We play as a team. Um, we know that the World Cup is not going to be easy. It's our first one. Uh, but we know that uh, we have guys that have been hungry for this and they're going to play hard. Uh, that's a lot for us to learn, not only as coaching staff, as the staff members, but the players also. Um, we don't have experienced guys that have been there. It's going to be all of us. It's going to be our first time. Uh, there's a lot of teams that we'll be playing that will, will have a lot of coaches and, you know, staff and players that are returning. Um, and that always helps. That's an advantage. Uh, but for us, you know, we've made it. Um, you know, we want to go out there and compete and, and try to win every game that we play just like we have been. Um, but leave it all out there. Now, it has to be said, South Sudan faces one of the toughest draws of the 32 teams. But, hey, some feel they could be China or Puerto Rico or both in their group, which would slide South Sudan into the knockout stage. And among the bright stars, brightest, Nuni Ahmad, former USA college star at Baylor. He rebounds, dishes, he can score as well. Now, the real reach is for a coveted spot at the 12-team Paris 2024 Olympic basketball tournament. The Bright Stars have to battle out of Africa, and they could actually do that at the World Cup. South Sudan needs to finish ahead of four other African nations, which will be tricky, assuming none can reach the knockout stage because of the relative talented teams in their groups. It could come down to those largely ignored classification games as the world looks forward to the most glamorous semifinals and gold medal World Cup final. Much more on this diamond in the African basketball rough 
and Luol Deng's incredible journey from refugee to the NBA to now as president of the South Sudan Basketball Federation. He's pushing his bright stars to the World Cup and maybe more. Imagine if they could make the dream ride to the Olympics at Paris 2024. That's coming up next time on your Olympics.com podcast. Once again, special thanks to Spain's head coach, Sergio Scariolo, and the French national team players for giving us such an exhaustive preview at the top of the World Cup basketball championship. That is it for this episode of the Olympics.com podcast. Hit us up at Olympics with any feedback you have. We love the feedback. Helps, uh, helps us get better. You can also hit me up on my Twitter. Well, I guess it's X, whatever, at TK Sports Tweets. See you next time. This is the Olympics.com podcast. podcast. podcast.